Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From grandmothers who whispered in their baby girl ear to fathers on dimly lit street corners instructing young soldiers to always keep their eyes open. You be queen. You were fire. You were passed through centuries on the hands of your daughters. They called you wisdom. Proverbs on the backs of diamond-eyed schoolchildren who grew into hymnals recited by amethyst-holding urban philosophers who recited neighborhood commandments out of the windows of restored El Camino chariots to keep the warmth in their blood. Be wise. Be smart. Be black opal, brown quartz, bloodstone, and prayer. Be every form of gem. See, king told scribe, scribe told son, son told wife, wife told her daughter, and daughter told the ancestors, and the ancestors told me that you would come to give wisdom to thousands. They said you would come, dropping gems, dropping gems. Hey, it's Debbie Brown, and you are listening to the Dropping Gems podcast. Today's episode features one of the most brilliant and elevated financial planners in all of the world. <laughs> Definitely one of the leading wealth managers, business managers, happens to be my business manager, so he knows where all the bodies are buried. And I actually have him listed as my emergency contact on most things. Right, right. My dear friend, Humble Lukanga. Welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks for having me me. So I want to give a, a brief rundown on Humble. He is many, many things, um, but specifically he's a wealth manager for professional athletes, entertainers, executives, and thought leaders. You have your MBA, your CFP, and you're the founder of Lifeline Financial Group. You're also on the board of trustees at the University of New Mexico, and you currently have offices in Denver and LA, some of the biggest clients out wow, there. Wow, yeah. 
I know, um, you know, I won't get into, you're very private, but I'll talk about the clients that are in print because the Hollywood Reporter recently did a big profile on you and your life story and your career and quoted in the article were were some of your clients like Issa Rae, DeAndre Hopkins is a client, um, Nicole Kane, (laughs) and myself. Right, 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 right. (laughs) Lucky me. Yeah, I always kid that I got all the queens in Hollywood. Man, listen. I got all the queens. It's, it's, it's amazing. You know, Humble, so I want to give everybody a little backstory on how we know each other and how we, we started working together. We initially met in Hawaii. That's the first time we met. Yeah. We were at the Pro Bowl. We met, uh, my husband had got voted into the Pro Bowl, so we were out there. Yeah. You were there with another client who had introduced us to you. Yeah. Wow, time's flying. And I just remember, you know, I remember thinking, what a fascinating guy, you know, <laughs> and this is many yeah. moons ago, but I remember right. we, we ended up all of us at a big dinner together and you and I just kind of went off Zoned on our own away. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Like we had no idea what everyone else at the table was yeah. talking about. <laughs> and we initially bonded cause we had both just read, um, the outliers by yep. Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah. And we're like, Oh my yeah, God, the 10,000 yeah. hours. And we just, you know, yeah. and ever since then I you know we have been thick as thieves when I say that you are my emergency contact I mean that very literally yeah yeah. you know um (laughs) anytime you know you sign up for anything it's like okay spouse family member emergency contact humble is my emergency contact (laughs) on everything specifically because I'm like listen if something goes down right this is the person that I know will get me out of dodge fast absolutely (laughs) absolutely (laughs) humble you know you have um you have a really 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 rich and huge huge kind of life story and they did a great job of talking about it in the Hollywood Reporter piece so if you guys get a chance just as a compliment to this episode definitely look up Humble on Google oh my. and check out that article he also did uh, with another one of his clients a really intensive great two hour discussion mm-hmm. podcast it's called Now What Podcast yeah. you know you you spoke extensively about some of your upbringing but if you give people like you know just a little bit of background about you man you were taking me down memory lane with the with the Pro Bowl you know um, it's crazy now that we've been together, you know, seven, eight not years. I mean, yeah. uh, in retrospect, I mean, you were believing in a 24-year-old financial manager. So <laughs> that's kind of crazy Yo, when you, you think about it. you got the spirit of a 60-year-old, yeah, yeah, though. Yeah, like, yeah, your yeah, heart yeah, yeah. is so wise. Yeah, and, the, yeah, your knowledge. Yeah, or so you got to do, you got to treat those Ugandan years like dog years. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so a background, you know, um, I grew up in, in Uganda, a uh, small country in East Africa. I grew up in, uh, in a village called Masaka. Uh, I came from very, very humble beginnings in this, uh, you know, no pun intended, but in the sense of uh, my parents grew up in the height of like, say, Idi Amin's regime, right? Mm. So, and Idi Amin, man, if you do some research on him, I think Time Magazine had him as a top five dictator of all time. He Jesus. was pillaging through the villages, uh, you know, raping, killing, massacres. Um, and those times were really hard in the country. He was kicking people out. It was a very, very crazy time in Uganda. And our parents, my father, you know, if you think about his story, right, my father had 10 siblings and only one's alive right now. Oh you know what God. I mean? Uh, my mother's side of the family, same story. Us as children, even my own family, you know, I lost my sisters, you know, when they were young, both of them. Uh, I've lost my brother. Uh, so I'm at 32, at 30, just turned 33. I'm the oldest male in my family. I was, I've been lucky to escape, you know, but I grew up in, uh, I grew up in this village, man, fetching water. I didn't get my first pair of shoes, man, that I, that I owned that were mine until I was like 11. Oh my gosh. Uh, you know, no electricity, you know, no indoor plumbing. I mean, just, you know, just, just living in third world country. And I was so lucky 
to get a political asylum that allowed that allowed um, my mother and my father to uh, to bring us to America. So we landed in Denver, Colorado, where you know you can start to breathe a little bit. And you know it's crazy because when I, when you arrive, on one hand you feel so lucky that you have a, you have a new chance of life, but on the other hand you have that survivor's guilt because a lot of the people you're never gonna see again, most mm. likely, right? So um, so then you have this just this guilt that like There's so I, much I, stress. So on yeah, a child. yeah, and you just feel like I have to be worthy of this blessing. Like whatever I do with my life has to be worthy that I was spared. You know what I mean? Why am I any? Why am I luckier than any of my you know siblings or anybody else? Right? So I got here, man. It was really humble, and I really couldn't speak English, of course, or you know barely, you know. Uh, and so you know you have to go backwards. You know you like in first, second grade, learning how to put ABCs together. You know learn how to put a noun together, what a uh, verb is, how to construct a sentence. And I'm sitting on chairs that don't even fit me, but I'm trying to find my way. You know, but um, I was really lucky in the fact that I, I could learn past and uh, and I progressed very quickly. Ended up being a really you know really top student. And then tragedy just kept coming. So uh, by seventh grade, I'm, I'm caught up to my peers and maybe even accelerating. Everything is going great. I'm adjusting to America. So let's call it, you know, three years in. But then heading into high school, my mother has this, this crazy stroke that left her paralyzed from the neck down, right? In that moment, you don't have a mother anymore in a sense because she can't walk, she can't talk. Yeah. And they gave her six months to live because they thought that, you know, how she'll go in and out of comas, you know, um, because of the stroke. And my father, who's probably had the biggest impact on my life, who has showed me in the physical sense, what love looks like and what devotion looks like. Uh, you know, they wanted to put my mom in like a, one of those hospice hospitals where, you know, she can have like a CNA or somebody come like take her to, you know, just to our dying days. And my father was like, that's not happening. Mm. You know, he said, listen, now if we ever take her to a specialist, that's one thing. Maybe we can get an ambulance. But to take her to the bathroom, to brush her teeth, to brush her hair, um, to bathe her, I'm going to do that. Wow. Right. My my mother cleaned people's homes during the daytime. Uh, my father cleaned restaurants and and office buildings at night but in uganda they were professors right yeah yeah, yeah. I, you know and my father has a very uh, crazy story in the sense that of how of how much heartbreak he's has been through right so if we pause my story and just can i give you like a quick like movie trailer of my father's life so imagine growing up 1945 in in masaka in this uh in this village but you are a savant in like in finance and economics so much so that all of these top schools are, are just grabbing you to go to school you know mm. um and then so uh, and so then you get this opportunity to go to the university of nairobi in kenya to uh, to, to learn uh, statistics and economics you do so well that you get a scholarship to come to southern california you know what i mean to, to, and you get your mba in public administration and, and, and economics you go back to your country and you start to all your dreams are starting to come true right um you're very prominent uh, in in the in government. My father rose up at the time. Um, the coffee administration was like the biggest cash cow for as far as export for the for for our country. And my father was the head of that entire operation, right? Wow. So he's um he's accomplished. You know, he's probably the third or fourth powerful man in the country. Um, you know, he was one of the few guys then who had a who had a car and I mean who had a chauffeur and a driver. I mean, he had really went from um this village into prominency, right? Mm. Then the change in power came, right? The violence, you know what I mean? The those those years of, you know, and in our country, like there's no voting system. Like the power is made, but power being taken. Mm. So when somebody wants to come be president, and they but they have a, they have an army coup, they come in for everybody, right? So. Um, it's, you know, they want to take everybody else out. That's how they. That's how they deal. That's how they deal with high officials. And my father tr- suffered such a such a such loss. You know, because my my mother was uh, was a sex 
second wife, but my father had before my before she, he met my mother, he had. Uh, I don't talk about this a lot, but I, I'm I'm hoping he can help somebody. But he had, um, you know, a wife two daughters and they planned to kill him right they planned to stop his car but when he stopped his car he wasn't in there for whatever reason i think they they got his schedule wrong but they executed everybody in that in that car his wife oh my god his daughters his driver executed him can you imagine just 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 because just you know what i mean so he had to come home and find out about that on television like like he, like he didn't even know right like it was crazy my father never shared these stories with me man because he died young but my aunt tells me all these stories now, wow. which which I, now that I'm now that I'm a father and and I'm and I'm a young man, it helps me understand my father more. But it also helps me understand why I'm this way too, right? Because literally we cut from the same cloth. So when that happens to his first family, he gives everything up. You know, he's like, you can have this. You know, it's not worth it. An 11 year gap where he goes back to the village and he's just doing community work and he's teaching and he's a professor and he just he's just more um, into uh, community empowerment and gets away from the big job and the and that and the and, the, and that big life. And that's when he meets my mother, you know, uh, uh, Joy Lukanga, you know, um, and the name is like fitting, right? And uh, she brought Joy back in his life. Um, mm. And then they had us and then he loses more children, right? So you, you get here. Yeah. And... Literally. And that's why when they're saying, you know, send her somewhere, he's like, no. No, are is, you kidding me? Yeah. This is all I got this, this is, is my family. Yeah, this is the woman that uh, my mother restored my father's ability to love. You know what I mean? Like mm. she, she she restored his ability to, to, to smile, to to taste again. You know what I mean? To, to you know to to live a rich life again you know and they had such an amazing chemistry because my mother my mother was very vibrant right a big personality and and sweet and and my mother was a renegade in a sense back then most women were you know and even to this day in in in, our, in, in, in uganda most african countries are more traditional this day just they, they stay home and could take care of the family but my mother was like an entrepreneur she had like shopping stores she she was she was shipping cars from uganda to japan oh wow <laughs> yeah so so that energy is was like like, it's like revived my father to see this young lady in in, yeah, you know, in, in the 70s in Uganda, like um, who's a incredible, incredible like businesswoman, right? So she restored his love, and then they had you know four of four of us, and you know, but when when we came, they had to start all over again, right? My father is like he's he's lived so many lives, and when you get here, and now you have kids, and you have you have a, a country that maybe is not honoring um, you know your degrees or your resume or your um, because you know you're doing it somewhere else or you got your degree back in the 1970s. Or all these things and you got you know you got you got to get to it you know what i mean and the quickest thing to do is just clean you know because uh so that's what they did but when when my mother when my father decided to take care of when my mother had that stroke and my father decided to take care of her 24 7 now he put the responsibility of like cleaning the restaurants on me mm. you know what i mean and how and old I, were you at what i was age? 14 i was a freshman in high school you know uh, 14 about to be 15 and uh so literally i would Let's just say I wake up like say six o'clock, be at the bus stop at six forty-five, be at school by seven fifteen, get done with school at three, um, uh, go to go to practice, or have an after-school activity, come home, do my homework, take a nap. By ten o'clock, I'm at Bennigan's or Golden Corral cleaning toilets, cleaning the restaurants. I'm back three. 30, take two hour nap. And I did that for three years, three and a half years. You know what I mean? So, wow. but it was in that journey, you know, where I'm so like, you're averaging like three hours of sleep a night. It's it crazy. You know, it was wow. crazy. And, and it was, um, but it was in that journey where like, I would, I would be like vacuuming. I would be like, I'd be, my father would like drop me off and we'd be, I'd be like vacuuming or like, or like cleaning like, um, a restaurant or whatever. And I'm thinking to myself, this, this, this curse of poverty is going to stop with me. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm manifesting that, um, that, 
in my life. I'm just, I'm just speaking out loud. This curse of poverty is going to stop with me. This curse of poverty is going to start with me. It's going to stop with me, right? Like, like if you do a timeline of the, of that name, if, of my name, I'm going to, it's, I'm, when you get to my, my chapter, things are going to be different, you know? Mm. Um, but in that journey, is where I learned, you know, sacrifice is where I learned, is where I got my work ethic, but it's also, it's, it was also very, you know, very, 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 very painful, right? Because every step you take, like, you know, things are happening that you really can't control, you know? So, you know, we found a way, but that's a little bit about my background, you know? Um, and uh, from there, you know, I graduated, obviously, high school. I went, to, I went to the University of New Mexico, got my undergrad and my master's there. I left and got into, the, you know, business of representing, of managing finances for, for really, with these dynamic people. And I I haven't looked back since, you know. So when I tell my story, when I when I share my story in retrospect, you know, you, you have to relive things, so it's hard. But um, but I'm open to talk about it now because I'm just I just want to inspire like somebody out there to, to say, man, anything is anything is possible. Like if you if you just don't give up, no matter you know no matter what. And, and then my mother ended up dying from that stroke, right? And routes to go bury her. You know, my father died, so I'm I'm sitting here burying both parents. You know, oh <laughs> you God. know, like relatively the same time. It's crazy. So um. And this is all before 20. Yeah, this is, this is, it's, 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 life is, life is crazy, man. In the sense of like, you can't control what can happen to you. Yeah. But the thing about it though is like, if tragedy should come, right, may, may come when you're young. That way you have the rest of your life to, uh, to have these, like this wisdom and these tenets and this fortitude and this resiliency. Uh, and then the later of your life, cause you're going to spend more time being old than you are being young. Uh, then at least that those, li- those years would be great. You know what I mean? Cause you're unshakable. You're like, you're literally unshakable. And not that bad things don't continue to happen, but that the meaning you drive, you derive from them stays consistent. Mm. You know, so. um, Yeah. Let it happen young and let your heart stay open. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes, you know, if if, if you go through your whole life, you've never been through anything and then it hits you later. You don't you don't you you have it. You don't have that muscle memory, you know, so I've been lucky. You haven't built the, the resilience. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and this is what always kind of puts me in awe of you and, and something I've always wanted to ask you, given your background, um, given the immense amount of trauma that you didn't even have, you know, the luxury of being able to take time to work through, mm. right? Mm. Like, you know, because you're going through trauma, but you got to learn a new language. Of you're course, going through yeah, trauma, but yeah. your mom, you know, things are worse. So mm. you need to stay present in the right. moment and you need to stay helpful. You're going through trauma, but, and assimilating to a new country, but you got to work on that. You right, know, all right. of these things. And then you lose your parents. Something that has always really struck me about you is the level of enthusiasm yeah. and joy that you carry yourself yeah, yeah. with, you know? And yeah. I think for people, if people follow you on Instagram, they'll know this. It's at H2Humble <laughs> or if they meet you in person. Um, but, you know, you have this huge smile, this just really yeah. charming presence about yourself and this this overall positivity you know any you've given me some of the best quotables you know I've ever heard in my life yeah 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 you're always just the king of of lifting other people up friends and clients given your history how do you still manage to be kind Mm. and to believe in the goodness of the world wow that's uh that's such a really great question when I think about being so happy right I've always thought about it as because people have asked me, how do you how do you stay so happy? And in my mind, it's like it's one of the options. Hmm. It's one of the options. You know, like like it's the same way you can be mad, angry, happy. It's it's one of the options. So that's what's on your menu. I'm having happy. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the <laughs> options, right? It's like, it's like let me let me have that, right? But also, if you're happy 
with how things are, then you can't be mad at how things were. Because if some huh. things don't happen, some things don't happen. You know what I mean? So, wow. so, so I, you can't have it both ways, man. You can't, you can't be, you know what I mean? You can't, you can't, you gotta let, you have to let it go, you know? But the foundation of my life though is gratitude. And that's the lesson that I share with anybody that listens to me. It's impossible to be sad all the time and grateful all the time. <laughs> at the same time yeah. your mind would explode before that happens right so this so when you are really unhappy or just it's because you're not practicing gratitude you know what i mean it's like you are and explain explain that for people because i think you know a lot of people when you think of the term gratitude it's oh i'm thankful for all i got mm. wake up in the morning thank you god for all i have mm. what is practicing gratitude look like you know such a great question okay like when you think about gratitude and i'm talking about the physical form of it right Right? Not just like, oh, thank you or thank you, or, you know, and just passing by practicing gratitude. Yeah. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag, hashtag grateful. Yeah, hashtag blessed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> practicing gratitude to me is this daily walk where like you are literally, you literally open up a book and you write down what you're grateful for and why. What I do every single day, I dedicate that day to somebody I love and I try to walk in their honor. Mm. So I wake up today and I say, okay, man, today, this is from a great, great grandfather that I've never even met who did enough for me to be here. I'm going to represent what, what, what he would have hoped for me. And I walk in that. You know what I mean? Gratitude is like the most important thing in life because it allows you to always not live in your own, not not not, not to live in yourself, but to be to be giving and to and to understand other people's uh, plight and also understand like how blessed you are. Mm. I, I tell people all the time, you know, that the we get so lost in America, like. You know, but if you have a global, if you have a global citizen, if you're a global citizen and you see the rest of the world, to be the, to be in the top one percent of the world, you got to make like forty five thousand dollars to be in the top one percent of the world. Whoa! Yeah, the, the rest of the world would never own a car or buy a home or go to college. Are you kidding me? Like, you know, look at all the poverty in 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 Africa, in South America, in uh, Asia. You know, the thing about it, these people are literally dying in 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 holding cells right now, trying to get to America. Jeez, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, it's so. Like you have to have a global. If you have a, if you really have a global perspective, and you and you look at the, you look at the world. There's so much to be really, really thankful for. And so then you start to get to the point where the things that used to bother you, those feelings don't stay long. They visit, but they don't spend the night. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and, and that's to me that's they the visit, key. They visit, but they don't spend the night. Yeah. Write that down. Yeah. You know, but don't let them. Yeah. It's. Yeah, they can visit. They can they can't visit. Stay you, over. You, yeah. You're 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 a person. You know yeah. what I mean, and 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 you you'll be disappointed, you'll be hurt. Things will happen, not go your way. But so let let them they'll visit, but they can't stay the night. Hmm. What does forgiveness look like to you? First, you gotta forgive yourself. What do you mean? Um, I think we are so hard on, on ourselves, you know, um, but I feel that every step of the way in your journey of life, you're making some of the biggest decisions with very little foresight. And it's only in retrospect that you can see if that was the right decisions. So as you go through life, you, 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 you can't find peace in someone else if you don't have peace in yourself, right? I always say you can only meet someone as deeply as you've met yourself. Sit still, deal with your own trauma, deal with your own pain, deal with your own brokenness, forgive yourself right first that creates this abundant heart that you can then 
um, extend other people to, right? But uh, but you got to take care of the tree first, you know, or else the, or, or, or else the branches won't flourish, right? I'm a, I'm a big believer that the way to begin your journey to wholeness for yourself, yeah. the way to find yourself or heal yourself is through self-inquiry, mm, right? It's yeah. through like really excavating yeah. your thoughts, your past experiences, asking yourself lots and lots of questions. Right, right. And even when you think you have an answer, ask more questions. Keep digging. So what is that? look like for you that that experience of being able to get to a place where you forgive yourself that that experience of meeting yourself I yeah, should say yeah. yeah you know and it's a, and it's and it's just, and it's, it's it's a journey you know what I mean it's it's a, it's it's and that never has a destination but you but you are committed to you are just committed to it because you're still alive so I mean you just have work to do but for me it's um it starts with like having a value system right having pillars having a, a value system almost like a like board members that I want to answer to every day. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that value system allows me to, allows me to make sure that like, if I'm honoring those five, you know, and there's a lot of values, you got to pick your own five that, uh, that you can, I think like, like four or five values that you are not going to compromise for anyone, for anything. And you, you know, and you, and you have those pillars, right? So like mine is freedom, you know, um, family, generosity, community, Right. And faith. And so it's like when I'm running through decisions I'm making, how they affecting those five, you know, um, and if I don't feel good about it, I'm not doing it. I love that you said that. I actually didn't know that you did that, um, but I did the same thing a few years ago. I wow. kind of yeah. I kind of created a personal coat of arms, if you will. Yeah. Like, you know, those, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, those yeah. shields, you know, <laughs> oh, that yeah. they would have and they would have four different sections It'd mm-hmm. be like a lion with a bird's head or, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. but I kind of I kind of made one of those for myself. And, you know, something that especially when I first started this journey, of course, you know, um, healing. Yeah. Yeah, When when you first start to heal and transform and and dive deeper into who you are, you know, I thought similarly to you, I thought, how, how can I make this like a creed for my life? Mm. You know? So Mm. I kind of, I kind of came up with a mission statement for myself, you know? Yeah. What is Um, it? My core belief system exists around the concepts of faith, loyalty, intimacy, and adventure. Mm. I approach these with a knowing peace and am proactive in their fulfillment. I flow effortlessly using love as the leading energy within Mm. which I operate daily. Mm. So I kind of wrote that as, as my mission statement. And and under that, I broke down, you know, what my pillars are, which are faith, you know, um, spirituality and the seeking Mm. of the sacred are paramount in my life. I believe in resilience and transcendent thought. I'm going to kind of speed through these um, because y'all don't need to know all this, but (laughs) (laughs) the next pillar was loyalty. Honesty is the gift I give myself and others so that I may build an unshakable trust. Mm. I support uh, my family above all else and I'm fully committed to that we practice forgiveness. We treat one another with empathy and compassion. Uh, another pillar is intimacy. By communicating our thoughts and feelings, we foster a deep connection. I believe in facilitating conversations and experiences so wow. that I may share closeness and a bond that strengthens me with other people. Mm. And the last one is adventure. I believe in fun. I take yeah. risks. I operate under the belief that the exploration of the world and the exploration of myself brings much joy into me. Mm. I learn from and respect other cultures. And I regularly find moments in which to laugh and enjoy 
company wow. with the people I love. Wow. So I kind of, you know, because that's powerful. And, and, and just knowing, just knowing you and being in your life, like every second of every day, I've seen you put this to work. You know yeah, what I mean? Thank like, you. Like I've seen you. I don't always do it perfectly, but, know, but I try. I, I'm telling you, you know? I've seen you put in the work, you know, and the, and the, and the queen that you're transforming into and the, and, the your spirituality, your, 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 like just the core of you and what that means to the people around you, you mm. know, the, 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 the pain we've had to work through everything. I mean, you've just transformed into this incredible soul. So, mm, um, thank you. Uh, I had, that's the first time you shared with me those, those creeds, but it, it hit me because I can I can sit here and look at you and tell you that's exactly how you lead in your life oh thank you, know? you so much so that's that's powerful that means yeah. a lot it's funny because that's actually the first time i've looked at it in a yeah. couple of years yeah you know when i first i think i think i made that maybe like six years ago five wow. or six years ago and you know at first like i had printed it out and i would just have it yeah. just kind of existing i i like to personally post a lot of prayers of protection and just like ideology like that yeah. um, right by my front door and i take a moment to take a breath and i read through it before i kind of go into the world Right. You know, Absolutely. it's like my armor Your armor. Yeah. But yeah, that's my first time actually reading that um, and definitely reading that loud to anybody. And here I yeah. am telling it that to was, all y'all. But that's powerful. <laughs> that's really powerful. But you know what? But I that's really, that journey. That's where it starts, though. Like, yeah, you, start, you write it down. You have to really define. You have to define it. Be specific. Your growth goals. Yeah. You know, it's and you not have just to want it. You have to want, you have to want to be a good person. Yeah. You have to want to do what's right because it's right. You know what I'm saying? And and, and you just and you just have to fight and 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 uh, and and just do it. You know, I'm so proud of you. That's amazing. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that. You know, I think too because it's like personal growth is so mystified sometimes and now in this day and age everything has a yin and a yang so there's all the attributes of where we're at in life right now the chance to dive into that luxury of figuring out who you are yeah, and yeah, finding yeah, yeah, your yeah. purpose and yeah. I have air quotes as I'm talking but then there's also the flip side of that it becomes overexposed it becomes a lucrative way for people yeah. to manipulate Marketing. and make money yeah. it becomes surface in right. some ways right. and so you know when you know that you want to grow or change something in your life you have to take it past that surface level of posting the positive quote or the Bible verse on Instagram, right? Mm. Like you have to say to yourself, okay, I'm not this yet, but how can I embody how, this? How can I get there? How yeah. do I practice this? Just like you would with anything else. And you know, at the time that I kind of made that, I was working a lot. Like yeah. I was, when yeah. it comes to work, I'm so strategized. Yeah. I'm so That's very true. committed and yeah. I'm, you know, into the hustle. I like the being tired and the stressed out. And, yeah. You know, I'm making lists and vision boards and plans and da 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 da. And you know, I decided I wanted to apply all of that same logic. Mm to my personal development. Yeah. So I said, let me sit down and really take some notes about myself. What right. are my needs? What am I lacking? Right. What am I great at? What yeah. can I enhance? And so that's why I kind of took time to say, what is the mission statement of my life? Mm. And what are the pillars that hold that up to be true? What mm. are the active things that you can do every day that make that mission yeah. true and make it grow? Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And, uh, and you've done it. I've seen it. I've, I've, you've done it. I've seen it. I'm proud of you. And I think, and you know, we put so much time into so many other things, but we never take a step back and, and take care of the vessel. You know what I'm saying? Because your vessel is where everything's being poured out of. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you got you to gotta take care of the vessel. And you know, that's actually something I want to talk to you about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about taking care of the be uh, the vessel. I worry about you a lot. 
<laughs> I know you, I can be anywhere. I can be, I'm like in London. I, I can be anywhere around the world. And I get a text from Deb. Hey, checking in on you. How you doing? Are you eating? <laughs> did you take your vitamins? Are, you know what I mean? Did like, Hey, did you meditate today? today? You know, are you good? Yo, you the only thing about this. You the, the only client ever to actually send me a spa treatment. Remember when you did that? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> you was like, oh, yo, I forgot about you, you remember when you called me? You was like, yo, listen, you're going to, I don't care what you do on a day. You're going to cancel <laughs> your afternoon. I've already booked it. Oh, I completely remember that? About that? Yeah. You was like, I've already booked it. It's already set up. And if you don't go, I'm going to lose my money. But that was like, it was like, yeah, I that was did. so sweet. Cause and I, at I, the I, time <laughs> you were out, uh, we both live in Los Angeles now, yeah. but at the time, I think you were living in Denver. Yeah, I was for in Denver at the time. Yeah. So I was like online, <laughs> I Googled, I looked up like amazing massage yeah, in Denver yeah, yeah, or, you yeah, know, yeah. like, yeah. I think it was like, had some energy work too. And yeah. And I was like, take the day off. Yeah. You have an appointment at this time. Man, it's great. There's two times in my career that I, um, I, I couldn't find the words, right. Like that I remember distinctively. Um, one was, uh, one of my clients, uh, Sheikh McManus, um, before we, we were starting to work together, he called me and he said hello in Uganda. In Luganda. Oh, wow. You know, he called, he said, he's an like, he, like, you know what I mean? And it, it was just such a sweet thing for him yeah. to just say hello, and just to be that thoughtful. And it feels so good to hear you. Yeah, language. I was like, but, I just, you know, but and, uh, and then that day when, when you, uh, and, and that spa, it's like, uh, those, those days, those moments stick out for me as just like, you know, somebody thinking about you. But yeah, so you worry about me, huh? <laughs> I legitimately... Sorry, I'm going to, guys, I'm going to take some sips of water sometimes while we're talking because I'd be thirsty. Right, right. Um, yeah, I really, I really worry about you sometimes because you have a really big destiny. Yeah, and I think yeah. anybody that meets you feels the weight of who you are and mm. who you're meant to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, in that first handshake, you know, like yeah. kind of you have this deliberateness about you and this incredible professionalism, this incredible drive, but really bigger than that, this this profoundly deep empathy about you. Mm. So you are the kind of person who you're very busy, like busier (laughs) than probably the busiest person any of us know, you know, like you have so many A-list clients that are doing world changing things. Right. And you're one of these people that when you work with people, you're really the one stop shop. Like you're who I go to about finances, about legal stuff, about life stuff, about ideas, about connections, you Mm. know, like you're just one of those people that's really a tool, Mm. a dot connector, you know? Yeah. And so, but you still find so much time for your clients. And I remember I was at a rough point in my life many moons ago. And no matter what day it was, no matter what time it was, you could be in a board meeting, you know, yeah. you would, you would stop what you were doing and you would sit on the phone with me for however long yeah. I needed it. I'm a very long winded person. Yeah. <laughs> so these weren't, you know, it wasn't like, okay, let me step out real quick. Yeah. You good. Yeah. No, it was yeah. like, you know, I would tie you to the phone mm-hmm. for an hour or more. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I started meeting more of your clients, and they would share that you would do the same things for them. Yeah, and then I'm trying yeah. to do the math and I'm like, well, there's only 24 <laughs> hours in a day, you know? And I remember I asked yeah. you about it once and I'm like, how, how do you find the time to be so much to so many people? You know, you had kind of shared that, well, you know, the work still has to get done. So mm. if I had to take an hour or four hours to help someone in crisis today, mm. I still do my work. So yeah. that takes away from my time with myself. That yeah, takes away yeah. from me at home. Yeah. And I, you know, the work is still going to get done. Yeah. And I, and that just really stuck with me. One, the level of self-sacrifice that you give to other people. And then it also really hurt my heart because I thought about you. Yeah. 
And I thought about how hard you work and how much you do Mm. for people on just a mental soul, you know, level. And I'm like, wait, but who's going to refill him? (laughs) (laughs) So how, how do you do that? How are you juggling this? Or have you had to set more boundaries in your life and not take on things from other people? You know, how do you fill your cup? Oh, that's amazing. You know, it's uh, when when I hear you describe it, I go, my goodness, I'm, I'm I, maybe I am taking on a lot. But, <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I love this. It's like um, the honor of my life is to serve these families that are like to protect them and fight for their for their dreams and help you guys build your wealth and you know like meeting your newborn son quest and knowing he's good forever you know what i'm saying Young mandela yeah like that's like that i mean i love what i do so much because of the people i'm doing it with but also like the impact we're having in in, in this world and mm. um and i always say cliches are cliches because they because tr- because they're true you know but like you know it, i've never it doesn't even the whole hardest day doesn't feel like work if that makes sense because I'm just trying I know that once I crack this code for a client once I figure this out you know they're going to take off and, 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 and change their family's lives so there's two things I really love what I do right but two when I started this business I thought in this business I was like I just want to protect these people make, I, I don't want to be taken advantage of I want to teach finance I want to make sure they build wealth I was on a mission right and and and, and, I was, and I'm, de- I'm dedicated to that mission but what came back to me was seeing you know, clients become family. Yeah. Like I don't, yeah, you told, I told you my story, like my whole family's wiped out. Yeah. So like my clients, man's family, you know what I mean? And so that devotion comes from a sense of, you know, I look at you like my sister, like this is, this is my family, you know? So I, that's been the greatest blessing is to have a new family that like Idi Amin can't take from me. You yeah. know? <laughs> oh God. So Jeez. I like that. I, I like, I, I, um, it's, mm. it's, 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 it, you give, but the people you give into, I, 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 f- I feeling you back up. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and uh, and I've been really, and I said light attracts light, but I've been really lucky to just work with clients that are so not only are they so dynamic, but they're such good people. Mm. So we just fill each other, fill each other. You know what I mean? Um, we just we just fill each other. So, but this is actually my dream. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm actually living my dream. And I'm and 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 I, I get so paranoid sometimes because I th- I think it's I think I'm gonna wake up and still have a bucket on my head in Uganda. You know what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> Fetching water. And so I, I, I get to my office every day with, of course it was a dream. I was doing a podcast, you know what I mean? In, in Los Angeles with Debbie, <laughs> like <laughs> drinking Perrier water, whatever, Perrier. The, whatever this stuff is. Like, you know, I used to fetch <laughs> water. water. Yeah. yeah, I used to fetch water. So it's like, I don't, I don't believe wow. any, I don't, I really don't believe, like I live in, I don't believe anything is like actually real. I feel like I'm living, I'm in this dream and I'm just trying to like sink my teeth into it as wow. much as I can before you know before I wake up you know oh humble you got all the gems I swear what so you recently celebrated your birthday yeah 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 with you yeah we did it up we um, man it was legendary <laughs> it was legendary we celebrated in yeah. Mexico yeah. and uh but it, yeah, we did some fun stuff. It was great. It was great. <laughs> Actually, many things that cannot be talked about on this podcast. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What is something that you're walking into this new year of life with? You know, at this age, having, you know, the, the kind of wisdom that is just so painstakingly earned. Mm. Man, that's a great word. Yeah. This next year, what does that feel like? What does that look like? Because you're still so young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're so young. Yeah. And you're at I've, the top of your craft and you've lived five lifetimes. Right. Already. Right. And I'm and I'm feeling good. You know, I'm feeling great. So I, I there's a lot of when I look at what I want to do and I look at it like, so like a triangle, right? An equilateral triangle. One side of that triangle is my relentless pursuit of financial and generational freedom for the families I'm responsible for, right? Locked in. The other part of that triangle 
is philanthropy, right? Um, finding ways to continue having an impact on on the children of my country. But and a new uh, side of that triangle that I'm getting into um, is storytelling. You know, mm. um, and uh, you know, producing films and 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 television and uh, and even docu series. That I want to do. I, w- I really want to do two things with this with this part of this journey. One, I want to tell stories of women of color, especially Black women, who are the heroes of their own story. Like nobody saved them. You know, no husband came. No uh, white guy on a horse. Like they changed mm. the curse of their family through pure pain and they took their changed everything i want to find those stories and tell stories because nobody wants to have an honest conversation about the sacrifices that black women you know uh, endure on the behalf of broken men mm. and and i want to tell those stories and and show them as the as the heroes as the superheroes that they are right i know all the women listening right now just took a big breath like, you know oh somebody sees it <laughs> <laughs> and two, and two, I want to, I want to, I want to tell stories that make vulnerability cool and fight this toxic masculinity that's affecting us, especially as, uh, as black, as black men. You know, I want to help black men feel, I want to help mm. black men heal. And I want to tell stories that are, that are, um, very, very impactful uh, that can, that can do those two things, you know? Um, I want to uh, sit there for just one second yeah, because yeah. I want to dive into that. That's something, another thing that I, I just love about you and I love seeing that you put into the world. You're a big hugger. A big hugger. You get You hug. give some of the yeah. best hugs <laughs> in life, right? Like there is yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. think the only, like you, there's a couple people that just give those hugs <laughs> yeah. that you remember, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's something that I see you do, especially a lot with your male clients. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. like the physicality of touch, like mm-hmm. not just like a quick little bump or yeah. dab. It's like, wow. no, give me a tight hug. Yeah, you're, going, you're gonna get you this know? hug. You're gonna yeah. get this hug. In my seat, when you are managing someone's money, you know everything about them, right? It's a it's a very intimate, deep, trusting relationship. Yeah, how much toilet paper they you order know, on a I know weekly everything. basis? I know, I know, <laughs> I know everything. Are. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I, um, and I'm a vault, so. So yeah, is, some stuff I'll be like, I don't want Humble to know. I don't want Humble and Matt to know what I just bought. Let me go take out some cash. <laughs> Try to find ways around the system, right? Yeah, just um, say, oh, I spent that cash on uh, food. But when yeah. you when when you met when you are managing finances for some of the, the some of the biggest names in sports, right? These alpha males that are warriors and they're gladiators, right? And they've taken they've they've changed their family's name through their physicality. Man, you start to really see the pain they come from, the families they come from, the neighborhoods they come from, the trauma they're fighting, you know, and when you humanize them and you, and you, you take away the, the, the helmet, you take away the, the athletic prowess and you look at the core of this human spirit, more than managing their wealth, I need to manage their wellness. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I will fly in and have the most intimate conversation. You know what I mean? I will fly in just to give them a hug. I, I'm going to, I, I, I create a space where they can tell me anything and I force them to, and I'm going to help them heal. Right. And, and so to me, I, I, I can't give the whole world a hug. Right. Or, or I can't I can't give every uh, um, black man a hug because because I understand their pain. So I'm like, how do you tell stories that can be entertaining, that can be impactful, that can be profound? But we can, but we can start to heal. Yeah. Just start to 
cry, start to feel, you know, because if we don't do that, then we're going to destroy everything we touch. Our families, Listen, marriages, yeah. um, our careers, we, you know, because we're just walking around with this pain nobody talks with about, wounds. with this open wounds nobody's dealing with, you know, and, and trying to find um, peace in, 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 in chasing women or trying to find peace in gambling, trying to find peace in achievement. I mean, some people are so focused, they, they're just hiding from like the trauma, right? And, but it, what we wasn't, we would never talk to feel yeah never taught to feel like like I, I thought about it I said man I, my father was an amazing man my hero but I can probably count him on one hand I mean like when you know what I mean like if he ever hugged me mm. I remember I remember touch means so the, much took me, so I remember one of my clients said the realest thing to me one day he was like man humble you're the only man in my life that's never let me down wow you know what I'm saying and wow. and you know another client told me man you're the only man in my life that has told me you loved me Mm. You know what I mean? And so, like, and I make these guys, I, mean, I, I don't care who you are, you know what I mean? You know, uh, I give these guys the biggest hugs, and, and I tell them I love them, you know what I mean? And and, uh, and and I force them to have a safe place, you know? Um, like, when you when you watched one of the movies that really had a big impact on me was Fences, right? Mm. And you've seen Denzel's character, he did such an amazing job, but you can just see his trauma will let him connect to his son. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah. like he's right there in front of him, but he just can't feel you know what I mean and and that and is and he's destroying his family from that maxillinity and that toxicity right yeah um, but I see it every day as well so something I, I wanna, say all all the time is you can't have real real generational change mm -hmm. until you see wholeness for yourself you know what I mean you know, of course, Man. you know, like being able to have access, you know, to education yeah. and, and build your finances, get great employment. Like all of those things are absolutely valuable, right. but real, real soul level generational change. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like breaking of the, the quote unquote generational yeah. curses, yeah. you know, yeah. healing the traumas and, and not passing them on. That can only happen when you devote yourself to seeking wholeness or to, to holding your yourself to heal a thousand percent a thousand percent and we've never we've never had the tools right yeah. or the safe haven to feel mm. you know what i mean men you know so that third part of that triangle i'm looking forward to this year um what's the name of your production company chitufu 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 productions which is chitufu is like slang and you in luganda my native tongue when somebody's being really honest you you know they say something really honest you're like oh Chitufu, chitufu. Like, the, yeah, like, like the, like, damn, that's real. That's real. Okay. You know, he's, he's talking a gospel <laughs> truth. You know, you keep it a hundred. Chitufu, chitufu. You know, yeah. So I just want to tell honest stories, and and I'm so lucky to be around so many to to be around so many like incredible storytellers. Um, creators and and I come up with these amazing ideas that I think are amazing and then I, I just give them to people that I uh, that I trust and and they help me but I, you know I, I take a step back what like what is my real calling in my life right mm -hmm. the real calling like you know this finance whatever you want to call whatever you want to call me this 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 fine this financier or this financial manager um what I do is well documented but why I do it um is what inspires me and I do it to to, to just help families heal and transform you know yeah and 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 yeah sure finance is a, is a is a is a core part of that but it's more than just managing wealth it's it's, it's really managing wellness and making and just helping people transform and i, I want to do that on a 
greater scale, you know. And I think that's why I'm starting to step out a little bit and tell my story. Yeah, um, I'm so glad you are. Yeah, for, I mean, for years you've been telling me to, and people have been telling me to, but I just never wanted to be a target, you know. And um, but but at the end of the day, it's not about me. I just wanna I wanna use my pain and my journey, and I wanna I wanna I wanna uplift and and um, and inspire people around the world to to turn tragedy into triumph. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I think I can I can I You're can speak on that. Maker. I can speak on that confidently, right? Yeah. So, um, yes, that's what I'm, that's what I'm really looking forward to. Well, while I have such a mastermind, uh, such a multi hyphenate oh, in front man. of me, yeah, yeah. I really want to also give people some like game, right, for the their store, yeah. careers and for yeah. their finances. Yeah. You have your hands in a lot of things, as you've just shared. I mean, you know, again, you are running some of the the finances for the biggest hitters in Hollywood right now, the mm. biggest hitters in sports, executives, right. lots and lots of creatives. You have your your network is massive. The, yeah. the people that you know and have great relationships with in entertainment and finance and government and you know yeah you got everybody right yeah yeah, I'm lucky yeah so how how do you get to that place like what what is one of the things that's really helped you to build and maintain relationships in your field of work oh wow that's a great question um one let me take a step back and no man is an island right so like I I think the my biggest quality is I know how to develop talent Mm. so my my team is impeccable you know like my guys you know Brandon, Wilbo, Matt, like my guys, incredible. You know, how big is your staff now? We got, we are about, we we at seventeen right now, and wow. then probably get to about twenty four by June because we 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 kind of in a hiring frenzy. But, uh, but you know, I've been with you know my staff. So first you got us right. First you you I've. Um, my team is just impeccable, right? And uh, and we built a, co- a company culture where there's no bosses, there's no hierarchy, there's nothing, there's nothing of that nature, man. It's just this like undevoted love for the mission, the mm. mission, the mission, the mission. So no job is too mo- no job is too small, no job is too big, right? Um, so, uh, but to maintain relationships, you know, or at least build relationships for me, it's like I've always wanted to be around like-minded people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so like, and like, I love sitting down with somebody and saying, hey, what are you working on right now that's, that's really inspiring you? Mm. Or, or tell me tell me a book that you just read, man, that has changed your, your perspective on something. And I want to be around light. You know what I mean? And because uh, then light attracts light. You know, but how I built uh, what what I'm becoming is through a pure devotion to humanity. Mm. I, uh, forget the money, forget the I mean, uh, the 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 attention. That stuff is not real. Like it's it's not real because it, it's crazy. When the Hollywood Reporter did a story on me, right? Um, now everybody is is heightening me. I'm the same guy. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like people think that once you got people validate you, that now you validated. Yeah. But no, like I don't I don't I'm I'm grateful, but I'm so committed to like the devotion of the human spirit and like and like making sure that the people I'm responsible for are taken care of right and so and I tell people all the time like you have to figure out what that means for you like because if you're chasing money well you're not really chasing like purpose even if you do attain the money you're gonna feel so empty mm, yeah you know what I mean yeah it's, it's like it's like uh it's like when it's all said and done and you're 90 years old, what impact did you have on others? Like, how did you how did you serve? And so to me, my leadership style is servitude. I just love to serve, 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 serve. And that creates like this flow of 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 uh, of goodness that attracts people, you know, mm. and they tell people and other people tell people. And then you just ke- you just keep serving, you know. So that's that's my that's my mindset. And I think your your network grows as you help more people. 
Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people come into it saying like, okay, what can you do for me? But I've never thought about it that way. Even even when I was in a kid, right? I just I like naturally, even when I was starting out, I was always like, okay, I'm gonna help this person get here. I'm gonna help this person get here. I'm gonna help this person get here. And I tell people all the time, you can accomplish anything. You can accomplish all that you want out of your life if you help as many people as you can get all that they want out of life. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because a a high tide lifts all boats. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so service, 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 you know, and that's how. And basically, so the cheat code really is be authentic. Yeah. And be a good person. Help. Don't, don't, yeah. add, don't, don't say what, don't say, what can somebody do for me? I mean, what can I do for you? Oh yeah. You want to do this? Okay. I'm going to connect you with this person. Hey, you want to do this? I'm going to connect you with this person. Even when I was younger and, and, uh, and I wanted to get like some advice of 18 years old, trying to figure things out. And I would call like mentors. I would say, Hey, listen, I'm going to come mow your grass for 30 minutes of your time. Wow. You know what oh, I'm saying? Oh man, listen. So say that be, again. You know, so like, yeah. I always knew that if I, like, they, it always has to be like, it can't be a one. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? It can't. It, like, I gotta feed you. I think that's one of the biggest the mistakes time. that young people make, right? Because yeah. a big buzzword is mentor. Like, find a mentor, or you know, yeah. get an internship, busy, or yeah. you know. But it's this sense that young people have, and I think it's really because they just when you're when you're at a certain age, life has always revolved around you and mm. your home and at your school. Mm. So that narrative continues until you get a little bit more life experience. Right. But you think that everybody needs to just give to you because you're asking. Exactly. Right? Give knowledge, right. give time, give opportunity, all simply because you're asking for it. And in no way do you see the need to reciprocate the relationship right. or right. give of whatever it is that you have. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. that, that, I think that for me, that's my biggest frustration when I've had interns in the past yeah. <laughs> and what I hear, yeah. you know, from yeah. other people yeah. about, about young minds that they've worked with, um, because it is a relationship. It's just, yeah. I don't, I don't know you like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're not my child, you know? And I yeah, think, I think a lot yeah. of people want the mentor to take on the role of a pseudo parent. Of course. You know, right. like I want to be able to have whatever kind of bad or bratty behavior I want, but still see the best in me Yeah. And still give me chances and give me opportunities. And you know, it's, I think the people that figure that out younger do the best. Oh, absolutely. That that's absolutely. one of the Servitude. things that I knew. Yeah. I knew like even in my very first internship and, you know, getting started, I used to intern at a label. I mm. interned for Universal. I, yeah. inter- I interned for Interscope. I interned at a radio station. But I was always like, what can I do for you? Absolutely. Outside of the just, you know, the very typical, I'll go get your coffee. Yeah, okay. yeah. People yeah. can get their own damn coffee. Right. What can I do for what, you? What absolutely. do you need? Yeah. Or what are your pressure how points? Can, how can I enhance whatever you're working on without you telling me? How mm. can I be intuitive to what your needs are and yeah. provide something? Yeah. You know, to, to be able to have the honor of getting your time yeah. and, and getting your attention and your opportunity. The more people you can help, the bigger your influence is going to be and everything else is going to come to that. But one thing that I always try to tell young people if they're listening is just start where you are and be excellent. Yeah. Like be like if you if, if right now you are stocking the shelves at Office Depot, be the be the greatest like at that role than anybody in the company. You know, because yeah. when you start to practice like habits of excellence, you get this like muscle memory. And then one day what you really want to do or whatever's gonna happen, and guess what? Man, you have the you have those habits. You know, and I tell people yeah. all the time, like if you know, how are you gonna take over the role and you can't you don't make your bed in the morning? <laughs> 
<laughs> like you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't yeah. I, like I, like it's, it's, the it's, it's, it's the it's the discipline yeah. of of the, just the uh, of, discipline. Of, of you know of, and I'm like just the more than knowing what you want to do with your life is is just like getting really good at getting really good. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's like and, and and just dominating where you are because doors start to open. You know what I mean? Doors start to open and you'd be surprised. Somebody's gonna come. Somebody's, somebody's gonna notice that. I'm like, man, you need to come work for me. You need to yeah. come do this because you are just so committed to where you are. Man, you know? mediocre is so prevalent. What? So when you are seeking excellence, like man, you stand out you stand immediately. Out. You stand out. You know, and uh, but you're not gonna turn it on. Like it's, it's like if you don't if you don't have excellence. If you don't have discipline and habits that you practice, even if you, an opportunity comes, you're not going to be able to take advantage of it because you do not have the muscle memory. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's almost like going to work out, right? You go to work out and like maybe you're trying to put up 200 pounds and it's, it's heavy and you can't do it, but you keep going, you keep going, you keep going. Eventually you you do it. The, the You know, the weight didn't change. You got stronger. But I, but I see so many people wasting their lives. Yeah. Just like. Like the opportunity is here, but your character isn't ready. I mean, it's not ready. Like, you know, and. And it's like, and, and wherever you are, like right now, you, you, you're, you're in the mailroom, right? Kill it. Kill it. Kill it. Because if you can't kill the mailroom, you're going you're gonna to kill this next level. Wait, and you know what I think is, a, is, is hard for people now? So you and I are both at the very top end of millennials. We were lucky at that point, yeah. Technically, yeah. we're considered millennials, right? right? But we are at the very, very tippity Tip- top yeah, of it. Right. So we remember a life prior to cell phones. You had to write a letter if you really liked the girl. You just couldn't yeah, text her. Yeah, write me yeah, that letter yeah, and fold yeah. it up fancy, <laughs> you know? Let me, let me unfold it, make it a little shape. <laughs> right, right. Um, <laughs> Damn, I haven't thought about that. Yeah, um, we had to work. But yeah, you know, so we remember life prior to social media. I was in college when Facebook launched, when you still needed it to, you still needed to actually be a college student to mm-hmm. sign up for Facebook. It was called thefacebook.com. You had you to know? have an EDU. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. the Black Planets and the MySpace. Anyway, so we remember life, life before those things, um, which is truly a blessing now I'm realizing. But I think what's really tough for young people now that are trying to develop their character and go out and get it is all of the social proof. Like oh, when we yeah, were, when we yeah. were starting, so true. there was at most, I was putting pictures up once in a while on yeah. my MySpace page yeah. that I scanned <laughs> into my computer. You know what I mean? So it's like, and there wasn't a section for no. like, you know, a bio in the sense that, hi, I'm a, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm the CEO of, you yeah. know, double down production, right. something that does not exist yet. Or, yeah. you know, yeah. so I think for now, for a lot of people, because everything they think everything about their identity is wrapped around what their social proof is, what right, they right. can be perceived as or prove. Nobody wants to be seen when they're starting. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to be seen seen from a right. standpoint Everybody of... Everybody on private jets now, right? Yeah, <laughs> of people, you know, you yeah. want people to compare yourself right. themselves to you. You right. want people to have a little... <gasps> What are they doing? You know, and it doesn't because their minds work that way, it doesn't give them the opportunity to be grateful for where they're at and mm. the starting point and to just slowly cultivate and grind and build where you want to be. They yeah. think they have to wake up and be it right away. or they're worthless, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so it takes out the understanding of how work in the world works yeah. in such a big way. Yeah. It's, it's so true. Uh, yeah. And I always say comparison is a thief of joy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Be, because you, your journey is your journey. 
It's yours. It's your journey, man. Like you, you, we all got dealt different cards. And so man, just play your hand as well as you can yeah. and be proud of that. But they, you know, it's, it's so true what you're saying, because when I take a step back and I look at the, where we are with social media, it is the first time, at least in my life, that people think people are disposable. Yeah, Like, absolutely. people really think people are disposable because you can just follow, unfollow, or swipe right, swipe right. Like, you said, people, yeah. it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. You know? Well, so, like, the like... value of humanity <laughs> is at a very crazy funk. It's a very, it's a crazy function right now where we are. We're we really desensitized. I don't know if that's even the right word to use for this, but, like, for instance, right? Like, someone could have a million followers. Right. But now, if there's someone else that has four million followers. Right, then they're like, I'm not on yet. And you're, and you're thinking to yourself, well, yeah, they have a million followers, but whatever. That's one million people. <laughs> like these numbers are getting so big that you can't yeah. even wrap your mind around it yeah. for it to seem like a real thing. Right. You know, like right. I think one of the Kardashians has 100 million followers, 100 million people. I can't even envision that. That's crazy. You know? That's that's like a whole country, right? Yeah, it's, that's it's crazy. bizarre. But, it's, it's a very. But you also have to feel. You also have to. You also take a step back and you and you kind of see. You have to ask yourself what impact are you making with your reach? What, yeah, yeah. You know. And how much do likes really mean to you? You know. You know why yeah, are you yeah. tied to that as your as your measure of how you feel about yourself? Yeah. And it's not all our fault. I mean. In reality, the like this People is the new this is a new yeah. drug. Like it's, it's we have all drug. been programmed. Yeah. Some of the ways that we feel it's not even in our own wheelhouse <laughs> to feel that way. Like right, we have been right. trained to, to feel, feel these way. ways. And yeah. then you have to try to figure out that you feel this way and mm-hmm. try to reel it back in. Right. Um you yeah, know, it's interesting. It's also it's also but it's also so great because it's like now you have access to some of them, you know what I mean? Like, can you imagine when we were coming up, you could, I couldn't talk to like a Malcolm Gladwell and just hit him up and we talk on, you know what I mean? Or I couldn't, you couldn't talk, like you, you didn't know what your favorite person, like, you know what I mean? Like you didn't, like the people you were, the world seems so far. And like, but now we're so connected and now we're seeing things happen in real time. We're seeing, uh, you know, police brutality. We're seeing like things happen in real time. Yeah. We know we're having the same conversations. So there's so much, there's so much great things happening right now. But for the young people, man, it's like, you want to just make sure that like dream your dreams but don't pretend Mm. like don't pretend like like, if that's what you want go do it Mm. don't don't have two lives right where on where on your socials you know what i mean one person don't con people yeah don't con yourself don't con yourself you know what i mean like like, yo have your dreams but don't pretend like put that grind and put that work in and really be and really get to where you want to go instead of instead of instead of having one life that you that you present and then and uh, the, the real life that you that you live because the only person you're hurting is yourself right you won't so, get a chance to figure out who yeah, you are yeah. to love who you are yeah. for for where you are yeah what is uh what's one of the biggest difficulties that you experience working with clients who have a lot of wealth everybody's really different but I think the biggest, the biggest, the hardest challenge is slowing everything down and taking this, winning this race at a turtle's pace and keeping the wolves away. Because who are the wolves? Um, it's you know, f- family members, right? Uh, um, friends, uh, you know, old pastors. You know, the whole, wow. the whole. Because what happens, especially in sports, is your salary's public. Yeah. That's crazy to me. You know what I mean? Like they, the second the client signs a big deal, it's everywhere on, on ESPN. Now, now your pastor's calling you saying we got to fix the roof and it's going to be two hundred fifty thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Every wow. every dinner you have, they're looking at you like you know, hey. Yeah. 
every you know, you every just, family got, member you, doesn't want to have to work yeah, anymore. Got, nobody wants to work. It's just like it's so much. <laughs> it's so much pressure. Um, and they want to have the same level of lifestyle as you. You know what I mean? They want to. Yeah. So and it's like and and also, you know, when you come into money so so suddenly, you still you still young, you know, but you have so much, right? So how do you how do you get a young person to buy in right away, especially with their careers are going to be short, right? Yeah. Um. So you know the challenges are there, but the most the hardest thing though is behavior 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 you have to influence behavior you have to change behavior because how you spend money is directly linked to your value system mm. directly linked you know i that's how to solve you know cases they just chase the money you know oh that's what this person's into mm. money you know so it's so like, how do you get someone not to buy the chain and not to give money to their family members and their friends and not to pay everybody's rent and you know, how do, I mean, there's how do a you difference, get there there's a difference between helping and enabling right and there's a difference also um and also it's like what tell me what's important to you and then let's make sure that every decision we make is directly linked to what's to those values mm. if you're telling me that generational wealth making sure that your 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 all these people are going to be good well are those decisions directly are those decisions helping that you know so it's having really honest conversations money is just a tool for freedom um and it's a, and if you if you're able to use it right you can free yourself and your family from a life of limitations mm. especially for us people of color where this country will never be for us right it's just not the way it's set up right yeah. so you want your children's children to never be never have a ceiling you want them to be free from all fear all limitation that's what that's what's so powerful about this and so any single person that's like taking you from that from that point in your life it's just not worth it you know um and uh, i'm not saying don't help but sometimes you have to take a step back and realize okay am i really helping or am i really enabling and is there a better way to do so so i always tell clients is this if somebody calls you family member cousin friend whatever anybody calls you asking you for money it's just simple just just tell them just to write up a three four page business plan mm. see if they'll do it and it's interesting they don't most do are it willing. they, they yeah. ain't gonna do it what they just want the you money you want to give me this just you, because you, you want to give me 25k to, to go to go Jeez. you know what I mean yeah. or just make them do a little work you know what I mean yeah. or, or hey I want to get into this okay cool I'll pay for your courses right you know, so like make people meet you, make make people meet you um, uh, at least halfway, you know, but um, it's, it's it's tough to it's, it's tough when you're younger because of the survivor's guilt yeah. and the way people make you feel. And also, um, you don't want to be the only person on a hill by yourself. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, you'll pick your people and let's go. Everybody can't come. Yeah. And you're young. You're everybody can't more come. More people. Man. Yeah. You got to Everybody can't come. What are ways that the average person without much extra unspoken for income yeah yeah how can they start financially empowering themselves great question i think the first thing for anyone at the end of the day um is like have a conversation about money what it means to you what what does it mean what does it mean right because i i don't think people like is it it's to get rich is it to have nice things like what is it what is it um what is the value that you want to derive from money from there you have to start being disciplined in how you're spending right so it's like figure out what are your bills what your bills are you know and i I say i say pay yourself first so before you pay your your bills pay yourself first but what i mean by that save first you know put 10 percent away first Mm, and then 10 percent oh yeah you know or you know whatever you could whatever you can afford it just start the discipline of putting something away pay both paying yourself first you know your check comes in in your savings account you save 10 percent, whatever it may be you just paid yourself first then you start to pay your bills and over time like that discipline you know what i mean allows you to 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 start to build up your cash reserves right then you also have to think about debt what kind of debt do you have you know and i think a lot of young people are 
man, get they get really unraveled in consumer debt. Um, and so a lot of credit card debt, and and so you have to figure out you got to take care of that that um, that debt as soon as possible because it's so crippling. Those interest so rates are crazy, crippling. right? And nobody prepares you for this. They walk you walk on a you walk on a college campus and you know for a pizza and a t shirt you go, here's a here's a here's a here's a Visa credit card not knowing no. it's going to be twenty five percent. You know, literally APR. that's what happens it's to me, crazy. and I think it's illegal now. It's but <laughs> when I was in college. Yeah. It was like every time you went to the quad, there would be a new credit card company trying to mm. sign you up and they'd <laughs> give you hot dog mm. or a slice of pizza. And, you know, on days where I was running low, right, right. I was like, well, dang, I want some pizza. Right, right. So I would sign up <laughs> for the card. And I would, you know, I had no, I had no financial literacy. I had no yeah. concept of credit or what it could do to you right, or, you wow. know, even that you really like had to pay it back right away or what an interest rate is yeah, or, you know. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, and uh, I was in trouble for a Wow. Man, that is that is crippling. You know, I had an um, old Navy card that almost took me out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, um, having financial stability um, is almost like, you know, um, getting in shape. Right. It's very simple. Like, you know, you make this much live like this, save this much. And 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 as you get more, you you, you escalate your life in, in those disciplines. People just overspend, you know. I mean, I see people all the time with Balenciaga, Balenciagas on, and and I'm like, why why would you have an eight hundred dollars shirt on, t-shirt on? You know what I yeah. mean? And and you're and you st- you have you know you're still working in your and like it's just it's just changing the mindset of just not being a consumer but being um you know an investor. If anything, like you know you want you buying all these Jordans, I man, buy some Nike stuff. You know, mm. go, go from being a consumer to being yeah. an investor. You know what I mean? So it's like, hard. We're not most of us are not taught financial literacy. You know, and yeah. most of us. There's a lot of people whose parents weren't financially literate, who right, were, you right. know, existing one paycheck to one paycheck. So you just don't have that modeling, especially in like black and brown communities. Mm-hmm. I feel like you know. Yeah, you know what? What's so crazy? There's is so much survival associated. So much survival, with- and it's almost like. Even even like trying to talk someone to have you know I I, I try to do a lot of work, workshops in in uh, in neighbor in you know in urban neighborhoods and, and talk about and I serve yeah. communities and trying to get people to put together a will man man it's like you know they they you know it's, it's it's like it's almost like you've been beaten up for so long that you don't feel like your own your own life is worthy right Jeez. because think about it the reason why you save or I save or anyone saves is because they in they innately believe that the future will be better yeah you, you know what i mean yeah it's, it's like they, you th- you know you save him because you, you feel like life is going to get better right but if you don't have that hope there's a level of hope and yeah. you, you know uh, and like you just live in day to day it's very very hard you know it's very 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 hard to change that that um that generation of that of that plight so i'm, I'm sensitive to that for sure this is the age and we're gonna have to wrap up soon but this is the age of the entrepreneur mm. so yeah. one way that i definitely see a lot of people elevating themselves yeah um in in the recent years is by having side hustles. It's mm-hmm. by doing things on the side to add that extra money so they have disposable income to do things like travel or save yeah, or yeah. you know build towards something else. Like a lot of people are fully on their grind mode right now. Yeah. What are what would you think are some ways that people can start generating extra income, even just small amounts, right? Mm-hmm. Just to give you a little more breathing room. Yeah, we well, you know there there are there's, there are a lot of things you can do to make extra income that I'm sure are are legal. But this is what I fundamentally believe in my heart of hearts: the quicker you can find something that that just keeps you up at night, that you love, that you want to sink your teeth in and put in ten years of 
undeniable persistence, mm. that's how you transform your life. Because at some point, you only get compensated based on how rare you are. Ooh, write that down. You know what I'm saying? That's you will you will only get compensated based on how rare you are. You know, you wow. can have six stand up comedy, six stand up comedians doing doing routines, but one is making. It's just like I'm telling you, you can be yeah. you know you can be doing the same job, but so so it's like a lot of side hustles to me. Like it's it's almost like when 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 a captain doesn't know what direction the, you know the ship is going, no wind is favorable. You know what I mean? Mm. So it's like so you know the quicker come through, you know the quicker the... <laughs> the quicker you can just like lock in on something and put in ten yeah. years. You know the quicker you're gonna be gonna separate yourself, and then the money will come. You know what I mean? But the no nobody wants nobody wants to talk about ten years though. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Nobody wants to nobody. They just so I, I just feel like if you're if it's if you want to transform your life, yeah. you gotta you gotta lock in. The way we think about time is so interesting. You know, ten years seems like an eternity. Especially depending on what age you are. Right. If you're in your early 20s, 10 years is unfavorable. Right. Um, But 10 years flies flies. in the blink of an eye. Oh my gosh. And the thing that I've really realized is the time is going to pass anyway. (laughs) It's going to pass anyway. You know, the time is going to pass anyway. Because sometimes some of your goals seem very like insurmountable Mm -hmm. or like, oh God, but that's going to, you know, if I want to do this, that's going to take me four years Mm -hmm. to do and that. So I'm just not even going to attempt it. It's too much. Yeah. Well, the time is going to pass anyway. It's going to pass anyway. So at the end of that four years or 10 years or what will you have to show for it? Man, you know, and we get into our 30s, right? Which is a crazy, which is a crazy time um, because, you know, I remember I remember being in high school and 50 said the realest line. He was like, damn, homie, in high school, you was the man, homie. Well, you know, what happened to you, what right? What happened, happened to you? To you? And, and it was just like, you didn't even <laughs> thought about it because you was a kid. But now you 30, I'm 33 and yeah. you're saying like the people you grew up with. Yeah. It's just like, man, that 10 years can change everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? It can change everything. And so, and uh, man, it's what you have to put in the work and there's no way, there's no way around it. Right. Um, And I just think that sometimes people just want to like get there, right? Right. But mm. think about it, man. Like you, if you if you was driving from New York City to California in the pitch dark and the only thing you can see is the hundred feet of headlight. Right. That's all you can see. But if you keep going forward, the next hundred feet show up. If you keep going forward, the next hundred feet show up. Eventually you get to California only seeing a hundred feet at a time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so to me, that's how life works. Yeah. It's like, what is your 100 feet right now? So the 100 feet right now may be, okay, man, I need to go finish this accounting class or this design course. You'll go kill it. Mm, and then, that's then good. the next 100 feet, you know what I mean? So, and then you'll be, you'll be surprised how far you've, it's, it's almost like when you keep your head down and you lock in, when you look up, you're surprised how far you went because you've been so, you know what I mean? When you mm-hmm. be like, I made that much headway, but 100 feet at a time. Are you an avid reader? Oh my God, if, man, you have. Reading is the most important thing to me because it allows you, reading is almost like having this like two month like dinner with, a, with one of the most brilliant minds in the world. Can wow. you imagine? You read, man, you gotta, if you don't, you, you gotta read read you have to read man because it just changes how you view the world you know yeah yeah, avid yeah. Reader. opens avid you up reader. to so much so much you listen to podcasts love podcasts audiobooks audiobooks you know and that's why i go back to a lot of people you know we have so much access to information that if you're not getting it done you just don't want to yeah and you, and, and you can't and you can't teach one second. to you can't yeah. teach one to like it's man like we've seen some crazy things in that generation man we've seen yeah. some crazy we've seen people transform like you can do anything if you just want to and you really ready to if you put that work in you know so yeah. I've never someone who's hardworking who's extremely disciplined and 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 works at their craft you know diligently day in and day out like complain of bad luck you know 
Mm. <laughs> like, I've never seen it. You're going to get somewhere worth going, you know? <laughs> Before we get out of here, yeah. give everybody listening one book recommendation and okay. one podcast recommendation. Definitely, definitely, definitely this podcast. Um, hey. You know. But they're uh, already here. They're already here. Um, no, the, the book that changed my life is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Mm. I think if you haven't read it, you got to read it. Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Such a good one. It's like, man, it just changes your mindset. Yeah. It just really, 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 really changes your mindset. Um... And uh, and a podcast that I really love that I listen to all the time is uh, I like Tim Ferriss's podcast because he interviews world class leaders mm. and and he dissects like their their qualities on how they got what they got you know and he breaks down he he breaks it down and I think for people that want to just learn about all types of different facets that's a really really good one um yeah that's what I recommend amazing yeah. write it down y'all yeah yeah humble thank you so much <laughs> man this is crazy for coming man, to thanks, the ranch thanks for having me and you know what I mean. Um, you know, I got to say this, you know, before I go, um, you know, humility should be um, a part of um, of any person, especially when the successes of your life is because of the, of the sacrifices of your friends. Right. Mm. And so as a man, I'm a I'm a African from Uganda financial manager. This is crazy. Right. What I've become is because you you guys believed in me. When it, when it was just like you, it, it doesn't make sense You know what I mean To put your entire life Into this young man's hands At 22, 23 years old Right So to me I just want to thank you And, and thank all my other cli- My other clients too Who have really Who really gave me a chance To, 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 to prove them right Right And so um, I'm honored to be on your podcast um, I'm, I'm honored to be in your life um, And I'm honored that I I've served you well you know, mm. so thanks for having me for sure. Thank you, humble. Thank yeah. you for existing. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. I'm grateful to God for you. I'm glad He made hey, you. Man. Thank you. I'm I'm honored to mm. know you and mm. and very grateful that He made you. So I love you. I love you more. I love you more. Peace. <laughs> Peace. Big thank you for listening to this episode of the Dropping Gems podcast. This show is executive produced by Adrian Scott and me. Debbie Brown. Our theme music was created by producer Day One and the poem that you heard at the beginning of the show. Well, that was created especially for us by award-winning poet Namdi Okafor. If you have a quick moment right now, please hit subscribe on the show. And if you like what you heard, take it a step further and give us a five-star rating. Until next time, you connect with me on IG at Debbie Brown or my website, DebbieBrown.com. Be blessed. like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. 
Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.